0: news you can actually use. Are you the winner this time? The Stylus, the American Council of the Blind of Oregon ACBO, first quarter newsletter, March 2020. Off and running by Carrie Muth, President. I have had an amazing few months preparing for and serving as your president. We have a great board and some very active committees. Several of us began this year in Cottage Grove at the site of our 2020 convention. A leadership team composed of Desiree Christian, Sasha Severson, Teresa Christian, James Edwards, and myself presented some excellent information during a leadership training day. It was incredible to watch Sasha and Desiree run sessions. These two women had well-prepared subjects and kept the audience engaged. Our day began with a session on the qualities of a leader, and progressed through the day with an engaging game of squeak piggy squeak. James also discussed experiences he has had during his time with ACBO and other organizations, including his time as a public servant and mayor of Lakeside Oregon. It was a great day filled with great information and team building. Our committees were tasked with coming up with fun names. A few names include Techie Trio, Fun Squad, fun money, and the lawman. People are working together and moving ACB of Oregon forward. If you haven't looked at our website recently, I encourage you to check out our new design. Our techie trio, Marty Sobo, Michael Babcock, and Aaron Parker, have been hard at work. Be sure to check in frequently, as it is a work in progress. Our website is www.acboforegon.org. The 2020 convention will be in Cottage Grove. Plans are underway to make it a memorable event. Be sure to make plans to attend. The board strongly encourages all chapters to work on fundraising efforts. We hope to have a huge turnout at the convention October 16 through 18. Be sure to read my other article regarding the ACB DC leadership event. We have had a great start to 2020. I look forward to working together to grow ACB of Oregon. Dancing in the Stars by Desiree Christian Here in the metro Portland area, we have the opportunity to witness the stars aligning perfectly. Visually impaired adults have the rare chance to have social, aka partner, dance lessons from a blind instructor. Up until I had children, I was involved in some form of dance my entire life but alas a medically fragile daughter followed by a special needs daughter happened twenty years later with a much rounder body shape and my kids pretty much grown I have been able to return to my passion of dancing through this avenue I met Greg Krolicki our instructor who happens to be blind and has completed has competed as a blind person in ballroom dance with his sighted wife during our first conversation I learned he had always wanted to teach blind adults to not just dance, but how to navigate the social dance scene as a blind person, so you are not left being a wallflower. With his connections to the dance world and mine to the blind, voila! His organization Footloose Friends agreed to sponsor our, not just ACB, all-inclusive blind-slash-low-vision dance classes. We had our one and only lesson on March 7th. Each of our ten blind students was paired with a sighted volunteer. Greg had each pair get in a circle with about ten feet in between each pair. He would give five minutes of instruction followed by ten minutes of practice. The leaders, traditionally men, would rotate one partner over. By the end of the session, everyone had the basic steps down for East Coast Swing. The joy that I heard being expressed from both students and volunteers was awesome everyone seems eager to come back for more. Unfortunately in the week that followed our first lesson it was made clear how serious this curse word curse word coronavirus is. With many of the volunteers falling in the elderly and in the vulnerable category it was decided that lessons would be postponed until at least May. So if you're willing to travel to Portland for blind dance lessons please email me at blue.rock.girl at gmail.com. If there is enough attendance and interest, there is a good chance the lessons may continue on from just the four originally planned. I hope to see you out on the floor where dancing is like flying through the stars, and if you happen to bump into another couple, it is not a blind thing. It is a normal dance thing. Fun Money by Deb Kokel What's that, you ask? Since some of us are a bit on the serious side, we refer to our fundraising efforts as getting fund money. At a recent fundraising committee meeting, feeling at a loss to help, I volunteered to give a concert at which we could ask for donations. I had no idea how much work would be involved. I had raised funds this way once before. Thankfully, despite getting the flu pr- the prior week and losing my voice, I sang for two and a half hours and church members and friends from the community gave over $1,400. Smiley face. Naturally, doing it again elsewhere was suggested. I am not anxious for a repeat performance. Stay tuned for upcoming events. Sick of hearing about the virus? Bet you haven't heard about it from a blindness perspective. We all keep hearing repeatedly how we need to be careful about what we touch not to touch our face, to cough into our elbows and wash our hands, wash our hands, wash our hands. Yes, all that is true, with the additional reality that because we are visually impaired, we need to touch things more than your average person. Therefore we need to wash our hands more than your average person. In the process of locating the door handle, we touch all around the door handle. In the process of finding the keypad at the checkout counter at the store, we feel our way there after touching the myriad of surfaces then our hands land on our cane handle or dog guide harness handle. Because of this we need to be as diligent as possible about washing our hands for at least the twenty second time span officials are telling us. The Oregon Health Authority says we should be washing our hands many times a day so for us that means twice as much. Another aspect of this is the amount of misinformation that is going around even sources that we could trust in the past have lost the commitment to accurate reporting. Some of the information is a mixed bag. Some of it you can trust and some not so much. Here are a few websites where you can get up to the minute info. For Oregon info, Oregon Health Authority, OHA, that is https colon slash slash OHA slash PH slash disease conditions slash disease AZ slash pages slash emerging dash respiratory dash infections dash ASPX to get email updates from OHA sign up here HTTPS colon slash slash public dot gov delivery dot com slash accounts slash ordhs slash subscribe r slash new question mark topic underscore id equals ordhs underscore 816 for nationwide info, cdc.gov/covid19. How to protect yourself? For global info, World Health Organization links. For general information about COVID-19, https://www.who.int-emergencies slash diseases, slash novel, that's N-O-V-E-L, dash coronavirus, that's C-O-R-O-N-A-V-I-R-U-S, dash 2019. For situation reports, HTTPS, colon, slash, slash, support, dot Google, dot com, slash, chrome, C-H-R-O-M-E, slash, question mark p equals help ampersand ctx equal sign keyboard number sign topic equals seven four three eight zero zero eight want to have some fun in spite of the virus by teresa christian as some of you may know i am the president of the metro pdx chapter in portland for our march meeting we ended up having it on the phone due to virus concerns. Every month we have what we call socials. Socials are a time when we get together and do something fun that has nothing to do with chapter business. Sometimes it can be going out to dinner at a restaurant sometime, uh, that someone recommends. Sometimes it might be meeting at a club and doing karaoke. We've had game night at the home of one of our members. We have had app swaps where we meet at someone's home and sit around sharing apps that we like, What one is the favorite of the moment? For our April social, we were planning to do karaoke at the Voice Box, a place that has only karaoke. Due to the virus, we canceled that event. We came up with an alternative way to socialize without having to travel and get unnecessarily exposed. We thought of some games that can be played on the phone, such as word games, role-playing games (RPG) name that tune and even get on the rs games website and play together carrie our new president loved the idea and wondered if we could expand it for the whole state we think we can do it if you are interested in participating call or email me and i can put you on the list of interested people 971-322-8462 call or text and email Synergy Dragon. That's S Y N E R G Y D R A G O N at gmail.com. Talking prescription readers save lives by Pat Wallace and Teresa Christian. Ever had trouble identifying a particular medication? I did one time, and it literally almost killed me. Now there is an easy and free solution to this potentially deadly problem. This legislation enables independence for those of us who already have to depend on others for some assistance. A talking prescription reader gives us a way to safely and independently manage our medications. Quality of life is better as we have the confidence we can take the right medicine. Saves a lot of calls to the pharmacy trying to figure out which pill is which and how many must be taken. Enables timely contacting of doctor for renewals when we need a new prescription. Saves money as we prescription reader users do not have to be treated for taking incorrect medicines and amounts. Reduces fear and depression caused by not knowing for sure we are taking prescriptions correctly. Prescription readers cost a whole lot less than a trip to the emergency room or a hospital stay or a funeral. On January 1, 2020, the new law went into effect requiring all pharmacies in Oregon to provide patients with the information about how to obtain an accessible pill bottle reader. Envision America worked closely with us to help get this bill passed and are now still working closely with us to get the word out as to uh, many visually impaired people as possible, not only in Oregon, but across the rest of the country. All pharmacies will be able to provide you an accessible label in audio, large print, or braille. Not all pharmacies are equipped yet. Some of them are dragging their feet because they don't realize how important accessible medication bottles are for their visually impaired patients. So it is imperative that you let your pharmacy know you need this accessibility accommodation. Here is a short list of Oregon pharmacies we know are already providing this service. Walmart, Safeway, Fred Meyers, Kaiser, and bi in Oregon except for the Portland area. Large print, braille, and audio versions are available. For the audio version, you need a special machine that is free. The pharmacist puts a special round label on the bottom of the medication bottle, and the machine reads the info off that label. It says the patient's name, medication name, prescribing physician, Uh, dosage, quantity, how many refills are left, how long the medication is good for, warnings and where to get more information about that medication. Several months ago Envision America came out with apps for both the iPhone and Android phones. The apps are even easier to use than the machine. Here are the links to get the Script Talk apps for iPhone, https colon slash slash apps dot apple dot com slash US slash app slash script talk that's S C R I P T A L K dash Mobile M O B I L E slash I D one Three One Seven Six Nine Eight Three Eight Eight. For Android H T T P S colon slash slash play dot Google dot com slash store slash apps slash details question mark ID equal sign com dot mistral that's M I S T R a L dot script talk mobile V2. That's S C R I P T A L K M O B I L E V 2. If you have questions, call or email Pat at 971 400 0841. Only voice calls. Uh, PatJW100 at gmail.com. Envision America Script Talk Accessible Medication Bottle Reader call 800-890-1180. What does 10,888 mean? by Carrie Muth, President. What an amazing educational and exhausting experience. I was honored to attend the ACB DC event in Alexandria, Virginia and Washington DC in February. I appreciate James Edwards traveling with me and showing me the ropes. He introduced me to several people and kept us from getting lost amongst the craziness. It was an awesome experience to hear our ACB National Board of Directors and staff present sessions on topics like Audio Description Project, Autonomous Vehicles, the 2020 Convention in Illinois, ACB Radio, and ways to use social media. Some great ideas were presented that I hope ACB of Oregon can benefit from. Below are a few things I learned. ACB has an audio description project, ADP. There are many audio described movies and shows out there. ACB keeps a current list with providers like Hulu or Disney on their website. You can go to www.acb.org and locate the link or go directly to http colon slash slash acb.org slash ADP slash masterad that's m-a-s-t-e-r-a-d dot html the list is updated twice a week what a great way to pick out a movie the acb national convention will be held in schromburg illinois in july i am super excited to attend my first national convention <clears throat> in addition to many sessions they will have many tours they will have a hands-on tour of a museum of science and industry hot air balloon rides, a baseball game, a city tour with twist with a twist including Chicago pizza places, an accessible escape room experience, a mystery dinner, a dinner cruise, and other exciting events. I am looking forward to a little fun mixed in with all the convention sessions. Let me know if you plan to attend. Living here on the West Coast, people, people often think we are behind the times compared to the East Coast how wrong we are. Other states are advocating for accessible voting and accessible prescription labels. Way to go, ACB of Oregon. We have already fought these battles, set some great strides anyway. For those who do not know, Claire Stanley, ACB's advocacy and outreach specialist, was on the Hulu Plus show, Pick of the Litter. The show tracks six guide dog for the blind puppies through their journey to become guide dogs one of which becomes Claire's partner. I enjoyed meeting Claire and Tulane. My granddaughters are big fans. Claire graciously allowed some photos that my granddaughters were excited to get. After our day at the Capitol, I posted on Facebook a question. What is 10,888? Any ideas? It is the number of steps I walked while at the Capitol. James and I visited the office of offices of our five Oregon representatives and two senators to share info on three initiatives. I kept thinking take our state capitol in Salem and magnify it by about a hundred. The space was immense. It was an exhausting but educational day. This was an amazing experience and I learned a great deal. I plan to include more information in future issues of the stylus, so keep watching. ACB puts these on each February I strongly encourage all of you to make plans to attend. I look forward to attending next year. Thank you ACB of Oregon for providing me the opportunity to represent Oregon and enjoy this amazing experience. Sabotage, Is It Real? by Kerry Muth, President. Are you sabotaging your job interviews? This information was taking, taken from a handout from Cardinal Services Inc titled Tips for Not Getting Hired working is directly from them I have only changed the formatting a recent survey of employers throughout the US determined that it doesn't take long for hiring managers to know whether or not they're talking to a viable candidate 50 percent of employers know within the first five minutes of an interview if a candidate is a good fit for a position five instant deal breakers according to employers one Candidate is caught lying about something, 69%. 2. Candidate answers a cell phone or text during the interview, 68%. 3. Candidate appears arrogant or entitled, 60%. 4. Candidate dresses inappropriately, 50%. 5. Candidate swears, 50%. Personal behavior in the interview. Here are the worst mistakes according to the survey. 1. Failing to make eye contact, 67%. 2. Failing to smile, 39%. 3. Playing with something on the table, 33%. 4. Having bad posture, 30%. 5. Fidgeting too much in their seats, 30%. 6. Crossing their arms over their chests, 29%. 7. Playing with their hair or touching their faces, 27%. 8. Having a weak handshake, 21%. 9. Having a handshake that was too strong, 7%. 10. Using too many hand gestures, 11%. Answer these five interview questions or go home. Here are the five most often asked interview questions. You must be ready to give sensible answers to these questions. If you can't answer these, most employers will wonder why you are wasting their time. 1. Tell me about yourself? 55% 2. Why do you want this job? 50% 3. Why did you leave your last job? 50% 4. What is your greatest strength and greatest weakness? Forty-nine percent. Five. Describe a difficult work situation and how you overcame it. Forty-eight percent. The information found above has been sourced from Indeed, Corn Monster, uh, or Indeed.com, Monster.com, and Forbes.com. If you are looking for a job and need help, be sure to reach out to the Oregon Commission for the Blind. You can also contact me, Carrie Muth, at five four one two six nine or kerry.muth.acbo at gmail.com. Good luck. Some sad news. Ron Staley, most recently a member of the Metro PDX chapter, passed away on February 22, 2020 at the Kaiser Westside Hospital in Hillsboro. Ron had been battling Parkinson's disease and congestive heart failure for several years. Both Ron and Sue have been active in the ACB for over 40 years. For 28 years they ran a braille transcription business called Quickscribe. Ron had a passion for old time radio and had hundreds of recordings and could rattle off many jingles. He met many of the actors of those old shows. He loved sharing fun and interesting stories about his experiences related to the actors and shows. Frequently, Ron would pop out with a quirky, absolutely hilarious thing that was so totally Ron. Ron, he will be deeply missed. Rest in peace, my friend. ACB of Oregon Board Meeting, January seventeenth, twenty twenty. Summary. If you want a copy of the complete minutes, contact Bobby Earp, ACBO State Secretary, at Bobby Erp. That's B O B I E A R P at gmail.com. Meeting was called to order by President James Edwards. Attendees, Board President Carrie Muth, First VP Leonard Kokel, Secretary Bobby Earp, Treasurer Sue Schwab, Immediate Past President James Edwards, District 1 Teresa Christian, District 2 Michael Babcock installed, absent Darian Slayton Fleming and Judine Weymouth. There were 13 guests. District 2 representative was chosen with Sue reading the applications from both candidates. Michael Babcock was chosen as District 2 Rep. James Edwards administered the oath of office for the incoming board members. He announced that Darian Slayton Fleming had been sworn in earlier in the week as second VP. Carrie said she is excited about working together in the forthcoming year. Treasurer's budget report was read and approved as read. Text format being processed and will be sent out when received. District reports. District 1, Teresa Christian, (coughs) Pioneer Chapter Stu Saley resigned. They were going to dissolve but have decided to meet for socials at an assistant living location. Wes Brown was the treasurer and Dick Cole will be the new treasurer. James reported that he had called Sue Jepson and to date chapter has not been dissolved. They have seven members and will continue as a chapter. Columbia chapter with three members. Teresa will be working with them to not dissolve. Willamette Chapter, many things happening. Their Christmas party had four out-of-town guests, Carrie, James, Teresa, and Pat. Metro PDX had a Christmas party and just had their annual retreat with only a half hour of business, and the remaining three hours were games. They are working on what will be their fundraisers, 50-50 raffles, and candy bar sales in the winter have been quite successful. They also have a calendar sales program. District 2, Carrie and Michael. Southwestern Chapter, fundraiser February 16, Deb Kokel will be doing a concert. They are advertising from Brookings to Florence. They are doing a movie night at the Egyptian Theater. Candy sales have been discontinued, moving the savings account into a CD. Dunes Park, James will be holding a meeting with visual impaired folks and try to revitalize the chapter. District 3, Mona Huntley standing in for Judine Weymouth. Four visitors attended their last event at Christmas. A member passed and donated equipment that they have redistributed. Membership went from 7 to 16. Mona posts regularly on FB, that's Facebook, in the ACB of Oregon page. Committee reports, the Commission for the Blind, OCB, Michael Babcock will be getting trained on January thirty, and we'll have another session on the thirty-first. He will be attending. He will be sending out some emails in the future. Uh, talking book and Braille. Jean Marie is on the talking book and Braille board until the end of December twenty twenty. She reported that the board is not interested in changing its members, but she is willing to stay on this committee. Jean Marie has been enjoying movies, a new addition to the program. Jean Marie is a a board bard only downloader. She no longer has books mailed to her. The uh, newsletter comes out quarterly by mail. Hull Foundation Carrie's three-year term is up and they are looking for her replacement. You can join the board by phone. There are winter retreat events coming up. In July they are hosting a youth with guide dogs event. Legislative Art. Notice from Charlotte Glass Bill 2935, rules on how they are going to implement the pharmacy bill. Beimard is no longer operating their pharmacy. Legislative session is coming up first part of February. There's a huge truck rally on February 6th, Ronald Reagan Day. Membership committee. Pat, all chapters are in the process of tabulating their membership roster. James and John are also on the committee. There will be a membership meeting every third Monday at 730 on the conference line. Bylaws Committee, James reported we passed the full document and will continue to update it. Convention, Sue Schwab, it looks like the Village Green and Cottage Grove will be where we will hold our convention in October, looking for suggestions on what to do on Friday night. Kerry mentioned that we need to look at what the organization could do to increase attendance. Nominating Committee, President Kerry Muth will appoint members in July. Website. Desiree Christian did not get as much done as had hoped and is stepping down. Stylus. Editor Teresa Christian reported that 90 or so are getting the email version, 35 receive large print, 18 receive CDs, and 4 receive Braille. The submission contest for articles you submit, $25. Read your stylus and you might be the winner. Emergency preparedness. Sue Staley and James Edwards. James was contacted about having a presentation. School for the Blind. Carrie would like to see perhaps change over to an alumni and will transfer the info to the state website. Unfinished business. Grant application. The procedure that did not get taken care of last October. Remit this to the policy committee. James made the motion and Carrie seconded it, and it was approved. New Business. Sue Schwab asked for a discussion on how to increase attendance at future meetings. Item will be put on the April agenda. Committee Appointments. These appointments are for a two-year term. Legislative. Art Stevenson, James Edwards, and Randy Houth. Fundraising. Sue Schwab, Darian Slayton-Fleming, Pat Wallace, Leonard Cokel, and Pam DeYoung. Bylaws. James Edwards, Leonard Cokel, and John Hamill. Convention, Jean Marie Moore, Deb Kokel, Desiree Christian, Carrie Muth, and Art Stevenson. Membership, Pat Wallace, James Edwards, and John Hamill. Website, Chair Marty Sobo, Aaron Parker, Michael Babcock, Mona Huntley, and Carrie Muth. Advocacy Liaison, Chair Art Stevenson and James Edwards. Natural Disaster Preparedness, Chair Desiree Christian, Leonard Cokel and James Edwards. Policy and Procedures, Bobby Earp and Jean Marie Moore Public Relations Chair Michael Babcock Pat Wallace and Mona Huntley Chapter Support Chair John Hamill District 1 Rep Teresa Christian District 2 Michael Babcock and District 3 Mona Huntley is standing in until Judine Weymouth's health gets better Pedestrian Safety Co-Chairs Mary Lee Turner and Jean Marie Moore Deb Kokel and Luther Grulich are also on the committee Oral Hull Jean-Marie Moore agreed to be the rep. Kerry wants committees to set goals, take brief minutes, and then turn them into the secretary. Guest Comments Luther said that in some meetings of organizations, he does not feel welcome to comment. John Hamill will talk to Desiree Christian about the Blind School representative for reading items. John Hamill wants the article from Jean-Marie. He needs to look at budget expenses, especially for the convention, as it is our largest line item. Desiree Christian stated that there is a wide gap between what young folks and older folks would want to do. Art Stevenson said he thinks that all of us want to encourage young folks. Meeting was adjourned with a short break to reconvene in executive session to discuss a grant application. Submitted by Bobby Earp, Secretary ACB of O. Meet the Stylist Team by Teresa Christian. As your happy editor, I want to acknowledge the team of folks who make this newsletter possible every issue. Desiree Christian, who formats the large print version to make it easier for the high partials to read. Steve Armbrist, who has been reading the audio version with his (coughs) gorgeous voice since I've been in Portland, and I think for a long time before that. Donna Penny, who is, the, who is new on the team, who formats the Braille version to make it easier for all my Braille readers. Dan Easel, who provides tech support when my computer is misbehaving and kindly and patiently puts up with all my frustration. Pat Schwab, who embosses the Braille version and mails them out. Aaron Parker, who takes care of the labels for both the large print mailing as well as the cartridge mailers. Pat Wallace, who takes all the large print envelopes and the cartridges in their mailers and mails all of that off for me. Last but definitely not least, Bill and Pam at Minuteman Press, who print out the large print versions and kindly deliver them to me each time. Thank you all for helping me with this large undertaking every three months. If it weren't for you people, my job would be so much more time consuming and tedious. Thanks from the bottom of my heart for all the help and all of it done so cheerfully. New, new, new! The submission contest now has a deadline. You will have till the end of the month of which the current issue is published to contact me to let me know you discovered your name as the winner of this quarter's contest. As you all know by now, every stylus issue has a contest for submitting items that will potentially go in the stylus. One name will be selected and that lucky person will receive a check for $25. The winner must call or email me to let me know they discovered their name as being the winner for this issue. Your $25 check will be released after you contact me. Keep those submissions coming and good luck! To change your address, request alternative formats for ACB publications or request financial documents. Contact our State state Treasurer. Sue Schwab. Email Sue Schwab00 at hotmail.com. Cell 503 871 6175. Stylus Editor Teresa Christian. ACBO.stylus at gmail.com. Phone 971 322 8462. Thanks for reading this issue of The Stylus. May you always have enough in love and light. Your Happy Editor. Teresa Christian. And this has been Steve Armbrust reading for The Stylus.